What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back. Another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 25. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad that you are here with me today. You know what you got to do, man. Like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. Mr. Fourth Along, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, do do it, man. Just just go out there and 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 blow these numbers up, man. Do I have a show for you today? You're gonna love it. You're absolutely gonna love it. But you guys know how I like to get down. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation at the beginning. You know why? Some of y'all ain't gonna make it to the end, and that's okay. I'm not for everybody. But I do ask, before you before you piece me out and deuce me up, give me three listens, 15 minutes apiece, 25, 26, 25 episodes we're about, to, we're about to have out there. Pick one. Pick one, dive in, man. And then if you don't like me, well, watch again. Rewatch those same three episodes, 15 minutes. I promise you, you're going to love me after you do so. But here is my motivation uh, that I want to give to you today. Today's a simple one. Uh, a lot of them are simple ones, but life makes things a little bit more harder than we are um, accustomed to at times. But my simple one is um, make sure that your feet matches your faith. Make sure that your feet matches your faith. A lot of times we ask and, and insert, insert whatever God that you believe in. For me, I always tell you guys, it's Jesus Christ. So insert whatever God that you believe in. But at some point in time, we all pray for something. We all ask for something, to be blessed for something. And a lot of times when we ask for those things, it, 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 we feel like we're sitting there waiting. And it's not that, you know, God is waiting, you know, we're waiting on God. God is waiting on us. He is saying to you, I, I hear your prayers loud and clear because you are my son, you are my daughter, but your feet, feet isn't matching your faith. You're asking for things that your feet aren't willing to walk and do the work for. So I'm not going to deliver those things. So whatever that thing that you're praying for, believing for, asking for, make sure that you have your feet in the proper place or your feet moving in the direction of which you want those blessings to go in. God doesn't want stagnant feet. If you're a person that that blessing is going to stay with you, if you're a person that's not going to take that blessing and really run with it and really move it to, to, to touch the masses, you can, you can, you, you'll be waiting all day long for those blessings. So make sure that your faith and your feet are lined up and ready to go. Because when those blessings come, you got to take off running. You can't be sashaying through the world with those blessings. Now, when, when, you, when you get those blessings delivered to you, you got to hit the hole and you got to go. You got to be you you got to be out the gate in 88. You really got to make a beeline for whatever those things that you prayed for and asked for because when they get delivered to you, you can't be you can't be shocked, you can't be stunned. You have to be ready to go. All right? So make sure your faith and your feet are lined up. Let's get into this show. Whew. They did it. Despite my lack of faith. I get it. I understand it. The Cowboys barely Defeated the L.A. Chargers 20-17 to on Monday night football in, where are they playing that now? In Long Beach, Inglewood, Inglewood, Ingle, Inglewood, y'all. Um, and this game was an interesting game. And, and, and I'm going to surmise this game and give you this game in a compliment sandwich. That's how I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you compliments 
and praise. I'm going to give you the ugliness of it. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of praise on the way out. Because I think that's what this game kind of had in it. It was like, okay, there was some good. There was some bad. Okay, there was some good. So I, I want to I break this game down to you in, in a compliment sandwich type, uh, type of form. It was gritty. It wasn't pretty. It was gritty. It was a, it was a gritty game. A lot of things could have been, could have been done uh, better. But the compliments of this game is Dak Prescott, for however you feel about Dak Prescott, he outplayed Justin Herbert. And, and Justin Herbert has been put on this pedestal as being one of the top quarterbacks in, in the NFL. I, I get it. When you look at Justin Herbert, he is the prototypical. If Jesus was making a quarterback in the lap, he would look like Justin Herbert. Six foot five, 230 pounds, can throw the ball all over the football field. A little bit athletic. Looks good. Got great hair. Got great personality. But if we're being honest, Justin Herbert hasn't lived up to the hype. With all of that stuff that he has as far as talent, it hasn't equated to this team being a true contender. They, they, they've had that, 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 that sizzle and, and no substance. Like, they, like, you ever go to, what's the restaurant that brings, was it, is, it, is it Applebee's or Chili's that brings the sizzling food to your, to your, to your, to your plate? To your, Let's go fajitas. Fajitas, Mexican food. <laughs> it's like you hear the sizzle, but then when you get the plate, it ain't nothing on the plate. And that's what it seems like. You can, you're can you in the restaurant and you're like, man, that smells good. And you hear the crackling and the sizzling coming in when they when they bring the plate. It's just vegetables. You're like, well, I ain't no carne asada, no, 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 no chicken, no shrimp, no, no cheese, no nothing. And and that's what's that to me, that's what Justin Herbert is kind of turning out to be. All sizzle, no steak. All glitz and glam, no substance. Dak Prescott, and he wasn't the greatest. He outplayed one of the league's favorite quarterbacks last night in, in that game. And Justin Herbert, he had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to go out there and win the football game. Sacked, interception, back-to-back plays to end the game. He had moments in that game. Oh, by the way, um, fans, Cowboy fans or whoever, Dak Prescott haters, you saw last night that, you know, other quarterbacks do miss their wide receivers every now and again too. Justin Herbert had multiple, uh, wide open, might I add, wide open. Good route by Keenan Allen, missed him twice. Missed him twice. That would have been probably walk-in touchdowns. Missed him. Like, bad. So, yeah, it happens. It, it, it ain't just Dak Prescott. And I'm not here to defend Dak Prescott because he, he's, he's had his ups and downs this season. But, but last night, he definitely outplayed Justin Herbert. Not only did he outplay Justin Herbert, I thought last night, and I have been a starch believer of Mike McCarthy leading up to this point, hadn't gone so well for me this year. Hadn't gone so well for me this year with being the, 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 the fanboy of Mike McCarthy with his play calling in this Texas Coast offense. Hadn't been the best. But not only did Dak Prescott outplay Justin Herbert last night, I believe he outplayed his coaching, he his his play last night, he overcame bad coaching, and you even saw it one time when he came off the field. Mike McCarthy looked at him, and I, I'm no I'm no lip reader, but it looked like he said to him, "Bad play call." Like that's on me. That that that's that's my fault. I I I, I put you in the wrong situation. But I thought Dak Prescott's willingness last night 
to to run. I thought his ability to scramble. And when I tell you guys about what I need from Dak Prescott, when I say, hey, I need him to unbutton his shirt, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth, Superman is alive. I need like last night, you saw, you saw the ability for Clark Kitt to turn into Superman. He made some plays last night with his feet. He had the 18-yard scamper for a touchdown. He had the would-be sack. Uh, that he that he spent out of and, and and did a little move and found Tony Pollard for a 60-yard gain on the little pop pass that he found him uh, in the middle of the field. It's those plays that come back to you at the end of the game and go, man, what a way to, to, to make a play where there was no play. Uh, some of you may not be old enough to remember this. Some of you might. But there was a there was a commercial back in the day, right? And this reminds me of that play that he had too. To Tony Pollard, the way he scrambled and he was elusive. But there was a play, it was a commercial back in the day where the kid gets into this like roller coaster ride and they, they, they pull the, the, the harness down over top of him and his feet's dangling. And he gets to the, the entrance and it opens up and he's now a quarterback of an NFL team. And there's linebackers running around and then the, the ride starts and he's like moving and churning and he's, he runs and he gets to the goal line and the guy hits his legs and he flips over and he lands. And it's a Michael Vick commercial for his sneakers that time. I think it was for Nike. And Michael Vick says, it's not in the playbook, but it should be. And I think you saw a lot of that last night with Dak Prescott was where it was, ah, not in the playbook, but it should be. And it's those plays that we see Patrick Mahomes make every week. Part of the reason Patrick Mahomes is in that tier by himself, the arm talent, right, second to none. But it's those moments where Patrick Mahomes scrambles and he's he's rolling, he's moving, he's shaking, he's on one leg, and he finds a receiver down the field. That Prescott had a play last night where the blitz was on, great blitz pickup, but he just kept retreating, 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 retreating. Finally, Brandon Cooks comes open and he and he lofts one up to Brandon Cooks for a touchdown. Those are the game-changing plays that the good quarterbacks make. They don't take the sack. They don't throw the ball incomplete. In the matter of moments in the game where you need them to be at their best, they answer the call. And it's moments when you see Dak Prescott do those things, you go, that's it. Do that more often. Be a runner. Be, be, be elusive. Be a game changer. Be, 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 be the guy who says it's not in the playbook, but it should be type good. And it'll help you win football games. Because without those plays from Dak Prescott last night, don't think this football team wins. I don't. I don't think this football team wins. And one of the reasons why he was so good uh, last night was because he found CeeDee Lamb. He found the best receiver on his football team. Go figure. Sometimes you got to go publicly about your complaints. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pout a little bit. You know, the receivers get called divas, and I get it. I understand it as a from a receiver myself. I get it. But sometimes you got to do that in order for them to kind of feed you the ball a little bit. Last night, they found C.D. Lamb 7 for 7 for 117 yards, 777. Wow, number of completion in the Bible, but that's a little bit too deep for this conversation. Finally, they completed the task, and C.D. Lamb was able to be the guy that they needed him to be. And I know some of you are saying, well, you know, he should have went for 200. And, and, and maybe, maybe. But it was a good sign to finally see that they, were made, they made an assertive effort to get CeeDee Lamb the football. He is your number one for a reason. He bay. 
He's bae for a reason. You don't make her bae or make him bae if he ain't the dude. She ain't the girl, right? He's Timothy Lamb. And last night, he showed it. He showed it why he is the best receiver on this football team. We even had a sighting last night from Brandon Cooks. He made a couple plays. Between the two of them, I think they were 11 for 11 for 155 yards and a touchdown. When Dak Prescott targeted those two guys at that moment, they were. Now, leaving the offensive side, there weren't much to talk about good on the defense. I'm going to be honest. But there was one player, Marquise Bell. Now, Marquise Bell is a special guy. He's, he was asked by Dan Quinn to come in and play linebacker when things got a little bit shaky. They got rid of Jabril Cox. He's a safety. And he, he was asked to come and play linebacker. I thought he did a phenomenal job last night. I thought he was part of the reason this Cowboys football team won. He shut down a lot of would-be big plays that would have been by Eckler and others. When you're able to have position versatility, whatever the life expectancy was for Marquise Bell, if he was an average guy, right, three years is the average time that you spend in the National Football League. I think he added a couple more years to his lifespan in the National Football League by him being able to have that position versatility. He's become a favorite of Dan Quinn. So while Dan Quinn will always have a job in this league, a lot of times you have guys like Marquise Bell. If Dan Quinn leaves and go be the head coach somewhere else, if he's fired and go be a DC somewhere else, he's going to go find guys like Marquise Bell and go, hey, bro, come over here. You know, you're a free agent. They're about to let you go. Come over here. Let's make let's let's make some money together. And so when you're able to do that, and Marquise Bell has been stepping up and playing in those critical moments at different positions, you allow yourself um, a little bit of longevity in this league. So kudos to Marquise Bell for playing big. Okay, that's the bun. That's the top part of the compliment. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of just the 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 bad parts about this football game. Penalties, 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 and more penalties. 11 penalties to close to 100 yards um, of, of, of penalties. And that not even counting the ones that were, um, they, they didn't want them. They said, now nah, we're good. The Cowboys have got to get better. They literally gave a drive, a touchdown drive to the Chargers simply on penalties. They have the muff punt. We'll talk about that. But it was just penalties. They Guys lining up off sides. Uh, th- that, that part is, is terrible. Guys holding. Guys with heads to, uh, hits to the head. J. Ron Curse. Your check is going to be light this week, young man. Your check is going <laughs> to... The, the envelopes that you're going to get from New York, New York, from FedEx this week with those fine notices in there. Uh, I Thank God it's not December because Christmas might be a little light. For the family members. But your check's definitely going to be light this week. But th- just too many penalties that the Cowboys had. And you gave, you know, when you want to get off the field, you can't extend drives with penalties. On first down, if you get a holding, that's first and now 20. You basically killed your drive. There, you just, you On first down, if you get a holding penalty on first down, it becomes first and 20. You've pretty much said... To hell with this drive. If we get the first down, it's a miracle. Because most of the time, you're not going to get a first down on first and 20. Even if you have two down, three downs to do so. 
You just you, you, you're so far behind the sticks, uh, and that, that's a drive killer. And when you kill drive, you kill the opportunity to score. You kill the opportunity to change field positions. I mean, pre-snap penalties and the holding penalties are just absolute drive murderers. And the Cowboys did a, 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 a killer job at shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over and over and over again with these penalties. The one thing about an undisciplined football team, you know, you either say a coach is coaching it or he's condoning it. He's coaching it or he's condoning it. Because if you're undisciplined and you're constantly making these penalties and you find yourself at the top of the league uh, of being the most penalized team, a coach is either con- he's either coaching it or condoning it. And if that's the case against a really good football team, if you shoot yourself in the foot, don't worry, they're going to shoot you in the butt. You shoot yourself in the foot with the penalty, they're going to shoot you in the butt and finish the job. And you'll find yourself in another game where you're saying, man, we just couldn't get anything going. And when you have these type of penalties, what does it do? It leaves you horrible on third down. Five of 13 on third down. Drive killers. The penalties, drive killers. When when you're trying to convert long down and distances on third down, these type of percentages show up for you. You just can't have the penalties, man. It is it is an absolute, it's an absolute just straight up abortion to what you want to do offensively or defensively. It's a killer. It is a killer, man. And this team has found itself in the last couple of weeks being extremely penalized. And that can't be a formula of success. Because when you play the really good football teams, you gotta be disciplined. You have to be willing to do the right thing. Uh, consistently, or you'll find yourself on the losing end of things because of penalties. Michael Gallup, boy, you know, as I was preparing for the show, I was asking myself a question. You know, how much do you go in on Michael Gallup? And I'm always, I'm often reminded that this is unfiltered with Jesse Holly. You guys come here not because I sugarcoat stuff. You guys come here because I give it to you real. And there is something fundamentally wrong with Michael Gallup. I, I know we, we get into the, like, oh, well, he's healthy. There's something wrong. They're, 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 he is dealing with, I think, the football yips. There is something that is wrong. There's a confidence that is some, there's something broken in Michael Gallup. And for him to be targeted 10 times last night, for three catches for 24 yards, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And this is not me being arrogant. This is not me being overzealous. This is not me talking out the side of my mouth. At 40 years old, today, with a good stretch, I mean a good stretch. If you gave me 10 targets in a game today, now I might be in the ICU tomorrow. Not might be. I'm going to be in somebody's hospital tomorrow, unable to walk. But if he gave me 10 targets in a game today, at 40 years old, I'm getting more than 24 yards and I'm getting more than three catches. Especially, let's just say half of them are slants. Oh, I'm getting off the line of scrimmage. Michael Gallup has has been so bad at the line of scrimmage. And, and, And a lot of people are wondering, well, why do they keep going throwing him the ball? The defense dictated. They literally say, we're going to double everywhere else. That's going to be the one-on-one matchup that we give up. 
And as a quarterback, you got you you, <laughs> you find yourself going, I mean, I gotta go there. I, I I gotta throw the ball over there because everything else is not open. This is where I'm supposed to go with the football. Analytics say it, old timers say it, everything says it. And I told you guys this before. He ain't running routes on Revis Island. He he ain't running routes on on, on Prime Champ Bailey. No, these are these are these are the second, third tier cornerbacks on the league, on the other other the opposing team's defense, and he can't win. He cannot win, and that is that that is that's frightening. Because as a receiver that the Cowboys are depending on, ten targets like. Think about that. Ten targets went his way for three catches for 24 yards. And you see him fighting against these DBs because he cannot get off press. And again, this is not the team's best corner that's on him. This is not Prime Revis or Dion or Darius Slay or, or Prime Patrick Peterson or whoever the Prime DB is. And he can't win. There is a confidence issue that he's dealing with right now. And the Cowboys either have to figure out a way to get him right, both mentally and physically, or you can't play him. But that's the politics side of things that people don't want to talk about either. He's making close to $12 million this year, $11 million this year. It's tough to bench a dude making $11 million. Now, I've seen it done before. I mean, I watched the Giants bench Kenny Galladay last year. I mean, literally, say, we're, we're good, bro. We're good. Some teams have different philosophies about how they're going to handle players with contracts, with guaranteed monies, and all that kind of good stuff. The Cowboys historically have been one where they don't sit players that, they, that, 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 that make a lot of money, no matter how bad they're playing. They just don't. And, and a lot of that's not a fundamental coach rule. That's a front office rule. Steven and Jerry are not going to sit players that make a, a, a lot of money. And I'm not saying that $11 million is a lot of money, relatively speaking, to the, the wide receiver market. But they're going to find it hard to believe that I, you're gonna, I'm going to bench a guy who's making almost $12 million, $11 million, whatever it is, and play Jalen Tolbert. Common sense will go, uh, yeah, if he's better. But then again, you ain't, you, ain't putting out, <laughs> you ain't putting out and writing checks for $11 million a season. But Michael Gallup has to get better. I, I mean, it was, it was bad. This Cowboys defense, you have to drop the name of historic. You're just defense. No more historic talk. No, no, no more talk from the guys that are talking on this defense. Because you're not. You're not. You had one sack last night, timely sack. I'm not saying that's timely sack. Timely interception, but you're not historic. You're not. You you you. You can be good. Historic, nah. It's you're too willy nilly to be historic. Too uh, inconsistent to be historic. Too up and down to be historic. Not dominant enough week in and week out to be historic. Those defenses that were historic were were. You weren't scoring more than 10, 12, maybe 13 points on them. And that's if you had a high-powered offense. 
If you didn't have, if you didn't, if you were Peyton Manning with a high-powered offense, or or Tom Brady with a high-powered offense, and and, and the quarterback ability, uh, you wasn't sniffing 17, 20 points. But the historic defenses, you weren't sniffing that. The Ravens defense, you weren't sniffing that. You 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 wasn't. They was like, we got Trent Dilfer. I think they have to like don't don't speak. Don't don't speak of historic and the defense in the same breath. Let it go. Like, let it go. That's not that's not a moniker anymore that this defense should be able to hang their hat on. We we've seen too many, we've seen too many chinks in the armor. There are some players on this defense that are, are, are playing well. Osia Digizua. Shout out to you, my guy. Making yourself some bread. Like I said earlier, Marquise Bell, making yourself some bread. There's some other guys that, 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 that aren't showing up in a way that we need to. God, Lee, where's Mozzie? Is he still in Ann Arbor? I mean, come on. Damone Clark, up and down. The safety play, Malik Hooker's been okay. J-Ron, who's supposed to be the leader of the defense, I, I'm not going to say supposed. I'm not going to, he is the leader of this defense. Donovan Wilson, Stephon Gilmore, you had the big play, but boy, I told you guys come out of preseason. If anything, if on his interception, everything was in front of him. If he can keep everything in front of him, he's money. If he got to run, whew, he's in trouble. If Stephon Gilmore has to chase anybody, you are in trouble. If it's in front of him, he made a great play last night. Great play last night. Quentin Johnston, big, tall receiver. He was running the stop route. Go figure. Staple in the Kellen Moore offense. Film study. He's going to run to the sticks and stop. That's what Kellen Moore consistently does, what Jason Garrett consistently does. I've been on Jason Garrett's team where they've called out that route. The Harvey route, he, he, Gilly, man, he went, bumped the guy out the way, interception. But if he has to run with the guys, whew, boy, 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 boy. But those are some of the things, running game, offensive line, got to be. this. We, we've waited for this offensive line to be whole, the best five available, and they've done nothing but kind of crap the bed. I mean, they couldn't handle stunts. They're holding. Guys are getting beat around the edge. Guys are getting beat up the middle. It's bad up front. And we've waited for this group to be together. And 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 whatever Mike Solari has to do over this time frame of the bye week coming up, got to fix it. So many, so many leaky pockets last night. Dak Prescott was sacked five times. Five. Five times. Not counting the pressures, not counting the who did anything that he got out he got out of. Could have been more. Could have been seven, eight. But last night he decided I'm gonna be a runner. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be elusive. Not in the playbook, but it should be. The running game and the offensive line tie hand in hand. O line has to step it up. All right, let me let me end this thing with another compliment. The, the, the bottom bun. I gave you a compliment, a little bit of trash. Now I'm gonna compliment you. Way to go to come back after a tough loss last week. That's how you do it. It's not pretty, 
But the last thing that you wanted to do was to go into a bye losing two games in a row. Quick stat. Cowboys are 10-1 in the regular season after a loss dating back to the 2021 season. A 90% winning percentage after the lo- uh, after a loss. Best in the league. Last night, moments plus players make history. When you're in these games, you always hear the telltale uh, uh, stories of um, just make a play. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. The guys who jerseys are in the stores, the guys who are printed on the tickets, the guys who are on the commercials, the guys who you have at the autograph signings, those are the guys who need to make a play. And last night, you had moments in this game where those guys who are talked about, raved about, made plays. And you hear it time and time again. The, the, the winning of a game or the losing of a game comes down to three or four plays that are made or not made. And I think even with the, with the undisciplined, sloppy play that the Cowboys had last night, offensively and defensively, they made a couple more plays than the Chargers. And that's to be commended. To be able to be in these gritty games, to be able to be in these tight, ugly, mucked up games and make just one more play than the opposing team. Micah, Micah Parsons on cue. Troy Aikman says, man, it's been a pretty quiet night for Micah Parsons. Haven't heard much for him on cue. Next play, sack. As the Chargers are driving. Very next play. Stephon uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore, interception, seals the game. Dak Prescott, 40 yards rushing last night. 40. Making plays all over the football field. Finally, CeeDee Lamb. Guess what we saw, CD? Guess what we saw, baby boy? We saw the bicuspis. We, 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 we saw... $40,000 worth. You were smiling last night. <laughs> you were happy. You were making plays, tough catches. You were flexing your muscles, and I saw the... I saw the I, I'm scared to do that because I... Cut, quick backstory. A part of one of my tooth are fake. I chipped my tooth a long, long, long... I got to stop doing that. I chipped my tooth a long time ago. And like the ends... I had like the Nas. The Nas chipped tooth... Y'all didn't know that. I said, I'm letting y'all into my world. Like I, I had the Nas Esco on my joint on the inside. I got good dental insurance. I got to be careful doing that. Because if I knock that out on the show, show's over. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> You're going to get whatever I got at that moment. I knocked my tooth out. But CeeDee Lamb, we saw you smiling. We saw you enjoying playing football again. That's key. To see you enjoying playing the game of football. Brandon Aubrey. In training camp, we didn't know what we had as a kicker. It was one of the most positions that we had. We we kind of we, we we've had a little PTSD with kickers. And coming into camp, it was like, oh. This Brandon Arby guy, 
USFL, XFL, and Canada, and soccer players. He was an accountant. He, he worked at Whole Foods. I don't know if he actually worked at Whole Foods. I, I think I made that up. I think I, I think I actually made that up. But it's good for the story. And we were we were we didn't know. He's come out, sixteen field goals in a row. Right now, Brandon Aubrey is the only NFL kicker in the league that has not missed a field goal. He's three away from tying the from breaking the record, which is nineteen held held by uh, Coons Travis Coons in twenty fifteen for the Cleveland Brown. He made eighteen in a row. So here we went from a situation where we were we like, man, this season's gonna be another one of those crap shoot seasons. Every time the kicker comes up. 16 in a row. Way to be big. Way not to be a distraction, my guy. Way, way to find yourself in this uh, in a situation where you become an asset to the team, not a liability. Because we didn't know. It was touch and go all training camp. But, but now when you come up to kick, I don't want to jinx you, but now when you come up to kick, no one's worried. We're, we're, we're not worried anymore because 16 in a row. Go ahead and go get that, go, go get that old uh, that Dan Bailey work. You know what I'm saying? Dan Bailey, go uh, get that twenty something, thirty something. You know, after he after he missed one, but he he went and he went and got it. So to start the career sixteen and zero, I mean sixteen straight field goals. So kudos to you, Brandon Aubrey. But overall, not pretty. But that's okay. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. And you know that you if you watch that game. At the end of the game, you saw something. The cameras panned. They had like three or four shots. You saw Dak Prescott go, thank you. You saw the, 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 the yell that Mike McCarthy let out. Ah, Mike, you saw a bunch of guys that was like, we needed this. You saw it on their face, you saw it from their emotions. You didn't want to go to, you didn't want to go three and three into the bye week. Four and two sounds a lot better. Makes the bye week a lot easier to deal with. Cowboys are four and two, with the with the Niners losing. I know some of y'all are saying, I know what I said. I know what I said about the Niners. If you combine these two, yeah, I'll eat my crow next week. Don't worry. But you put yourself back in the situation. Philly loses. Niners loses. Lose. Now you're back in that conversation. Boy, I sure wish we didn't lose that game to the Cardinals. You'd be in a much better place. You'd be in that conversation with some of the top dogs in the league. But nonetheless, Cowboys headed into the bye week, got the week off. This is my PSA to you, to the fans, to the people. As the Cowboys and the players head into the bye week, don't be dumb fans. Don't be stupid fans. Don't be irrational fans. It is the bye week. These men whether you like their performances or not, no one goes out on the football field and says, hey, I'm going to be bad. No, that's not the objective. These men put a ton of energy and effort into it every single week, some more than others, but there's a sacrifice that is made. They spend more time at the star or whatever their team facility is than they do with their natural family. They don't take their kids to school in the morning because they got to be there at 6 a.m., they're not there to pick their kids up after school because they're there to about 6 or 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. If they have young kids, kids are in the bed by the time they get home. So they may get to see their kids on, on you know, uh, if they're traveling, they don't see them on Saturdays. Don't see them on Sundays if they're coming back late. 
maybe see him a little bit on a Tuesday, your day off, whatever that day is. But this is their moment. This is their time for themselves. They, they've earned this bye week. So don't be stupid and be like, oh, why is so-and-so in Cabo? Why is so-and-so in L.A.? Why is so-and-so? If they're not getting in trouble, let them be with their families, their wives, their girlfriends, their side pieces, whatever it is. Let them enjoy their bye week in peace. Don't be keyboard warriors and like, oh, you should be studying. You had, you know, 10 targets for three catches. No, let Michael Gallup go and get away from this game for a moment. They deserve it. They've earned it. In fact, you get away from the game too. You take a moment and put your fandom on the coat rack for just a week. Come on back next week. But just don't be dumb fans. Don't, don't, don't be stupid, irrational people. You're better than that. These men earned this opportunity for a bye week. And as long as they're not doing anything that's immoral or illegal, let them be. If they want a game till 3 o'clock in the morning, so be it. So be it. If they want to catch a movie, walk in a park, feed the ducks, let them be. They want to go to Choctaw, they want to, let them be. Vegas, New York, let them be. Don't be irrational people. All right, man, let's... When the, when the Cowboys come back after this Bobby, they'll take up the St. The St. Louis Rams. Whoa. Are they the L.A. Rams, too? The L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams, they're 3-3 three and three right now. Um, Cowboys better come back focused. Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, y'all better figure this stuff. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because the way that you're playing right now isn't the best, but you're 4-2, so we'll go with that. All right, man, let's go around the sports world. This is my quick, you know, you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm an alumni of two schools. My quick little Colorado Blue It. Holy moly guacamole. Co Let me look this up right quick. Look, get, get me Colorado's schedules, Tay. Give, give me their remaining schedule. Because it's games like this. They played, uh, they played Stanford. I've been looking. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to make a bowl game. Colorado. 29 nothing at halftime to Stanford. Bye. They got a bye. Good. At uh, UCLA. At UCLA. Oof. Tough. Home against the Beavers, Oregon State. They just beat Utah. Home against Arizona. Okay. At Washington State. <sighs> at Utah, 14th. So they got four games left. Three ranked opponents. Washington State was just ranked. Yeah. So four games left. You need three out of those four to be bowl eligible. Oof. Oof. The, 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 the Buffs blew a game to Stanford up 29 nothing at halftime. Sorry, five games left. Five games left. Four, you need four of the five. You need, you need you three, three out of five. Three, yes, three. You need three out of five. You got to get six to get bowl eligible. Yeah. You got to get six to get bowl eligible. Um, they need three out of the five left. I don't know if there's three wins in there. I don't. I don't know if it's three wins in there, but they blew a 29-point lead. Stanford comes back. Talk about being old. Sidebar. Talk about being old. Dion has coached against Brandon, uh, Brandon Rice and EJ Smith, sons of Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith, both his teammates. Yep, we're all getting old. We're all getting old. Our favorites have sons in college that Dion is now Coach, but pretty cool. Coach his son against his teammates, and uh, 
they were kind of rivals at some point in time because of, of the Cowboys-Niners thing back in the day. But, yeah, they blew a 29-point lead. 29-point lead. That was ugly. My, my true alma mater, we talked about it. Tez Walker, University of North Carolina, 6-0, go Heels, number two in the ACC. There's no division in the ACC, so if we keep this up, we don't play Florida State this year, so we can meet Florida State in the ACC championship. 6-0 right now. This is why, not only this reason, because it was the right reason Mac Brown fought so hard for Tez Walker to be back. But you saw him in a primetime game against the University of Miami show up and show out. Six catches, 132 yards, not one, not two, but three touchdowns for Drake May to help lead the University of North Carolina Tar Heels to a victory over the Miami Hurricanes to put them at 6-0. and Let's go Heels. Let's get to that ACC. But Tez Walker, a big contributor to that. He gives Drake May, who is probably a top three to five quarterback coming out this year, the NFL draft, a, a legitimate target. A legitimate target, and he has played extremely up to par. Shout out to Tez Walker, my boy, Freak Pride. What we got here, all right? The NBA. Kind of going to keep this thing local. Uh, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic could be lingering with the calf injury. Maybe missing the opening of the season. Jason Kidd said that we'll reevaluate this thing. He won't play uh, this Friday in their final preseason game. Big game to open up the season, though, October 25th. They're heading down, head down south, San Antonio. Luca, Wimby. The NBA is looking for that. The NBA has turned into an international game to have Luca and Wimby showcased. This calf injury worries me, though. Because calf injuries, look at Joe Burrow. Sometimes these things, and you're talking about a guy who consistently has to push off. If, if this is something that's lingering, you don't want to start this year off without Luka Doncic. You don't want to fall behind the eight ball with the way things are going in the West. The Lakers are probably going to be better. The Nuggets are going to be the Nuggets. Bradley Beal is now in Phoenix. Supposedly, Kawhi and Paul George are actually going to play basketball games this year. Go freaking figure. I mean, the West can get real thick real fast. And you don't want to find yourself behind the eight ball because you started the year without your best player because he's out four to six weeks with the calf injury, two to four weeks with the calf injury, and you get, and you get down some games. I don't know if this, uh, this Mavs roster is built well enough to compete with just Kyrie being the main go-to guy and to win meaningful games. So I hope that this is not, and of course, players are always going to say player things. Luca's like, ah, it's going to be good. I'm going to be good. Of course, he's going to say that. Players should. I hope. I hope. I got to give some love. I got to give some love to the MCDCs, the Motor City Fighting Dan Campbells, the Detroit Lions. We, 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 we talk about the Cowboys a lot, rightfully so. Miami a lot. They're balling. 
The Niners before that lost, the best team in football. Philadelphia before their loss, they were talking about they were the second best team in football. But the Detroit Lions have done nothing but just turn this thing around and are winning football games. Let me just give you a little bit of backstory. Dan Campbell was hired in 2021. Remember, he had the famous press conference says, we're going to bite some kneecaps. They bite kneecaps. They stuck with Dan Campbell. They started out that year in 2021, biting kneecaps, 0-8. 2022, they come back still biting the gristle off the kneecaps. Started the year 2-6. and six. But this year, in the year of 2023, gnawing, scratching, clawing at the kneecaps, they are 5-1. I don't think if you have put on your bingo card if I told you the names that are in the 5-1 category, that you would add the Detroit Lions to that list. Chiefs, Niners, Philly, Miami, the freaking Motor City Dan Campbell Detroit Lions. They're one of five teams that are 5-1 this year. You wouldn't have thought that. You wouldn't have thought that. The Detroit Lions are playing a brand of football that is more than respectable. They're like, this is not just, oh, fluky wins. No, they are earning their wins. They are earning their wins. They have two games in a row where they've won by 14-plus points. That ain't fluky. They haven't done that since 1969. Oh, that quarterback, Jared Goff, playing MVP-level football. Let me give you some numbers. Jared Goff, 1,600 yards, 70% completion percentage. Third in the NFL with air yards per completion, eight yards per completion, 11 interceptions. I'm sorry, excuse me, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. He is top five right now in the league the way he is playing football. Castaway took the Rams, helped the Rams get somebody said, ah, we're good. You give us Matthew Stafford, we'll give you our leftovers. And all Dan Quinn has said, Give me more. Tell you got something over there. You, you, yo, you, you're oohing and on. Nothing. But they got a running game. They got a defense. He's stuck with Aaron Glenn. When most people were saying, fire Aaron Glenn is a terrible defensive coordinator. He did to Aaron Glenn what the Lions organization done to him. They were patient. They were patient. It turned out to be working for him. Aiden Hutchins and, and, the, and the rest of the crew, they, they have embodied the, the mentality of Dan Campbell, 5-1, and one, the Detroit Lions are playing a good, good, good brand of football right now, man. And that's, that's honorable and respectable. Congrats to you guys. Now, don't start the season. Like, do the reverse. You end the season well when you start it terrible. Don't start good and then end the season bad. Continue this way. I want to cheer for the Lions. I want to be, except when you play for the Cowboys, when you play the Cowboys. No, I'm not going to cheer for you then. Be, be the old Lions. Be the terrible, sucky Lions. Don't be the good, don't be the good Lions. Um, but yeah, another interesting story. Shout out to the Lions. Continue to do what you guys have been doing. Respectable, respectable. Shout out to, to Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Another story that's been popping up 
if you watch the Monday Night Football game, there was this young lady. She, this is the internet's wild, it's a wild place. This is why I, I, I want to be rich, I don't want to be famous. Because you can't hide anything on the internet. If you watch the Monday Night Football game, young lady who is a, is a Chargers fan, she was living, I mean, with every single bated breath as they were going into score the touchdown, the Chargers were. She went viral. But what happens when you go viral? People begin to do their research. Some have said this is a, a, a Chargers plant, an NFL plant. No, nobody is this intense and is a Charger fan. Well, she was on the Pat McAfee show. She's been all over the Internet. What happened? They found her a couple years ago in Minnesota Vikings gear. I don't know if it's AI generated or not. Looks to be her. Looks like this may be a plant. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know how, how all that works. I'm not smart enough, not intelligent enough. But she, she, she might be outed. Her, her 15 minutes of fame might be coming to an abrupt end. Because when you become famous, the internet will find things. They did that, they did that with Jada Pinkett. You know, she's going through her book tour right now. And she was saying, I was visiting Tupac at Rikers. And they were like, well, we have a timeline that says otherwise. I don't want to be, I don't, I want to be rich. I want the coins. I don't want the fame. I don't know if I have time for this and I, and I don't want to rush. I think this is an important story. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to this because I, 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 I believe in this story a lot. And I want you guys to hear this story. So I'm going to hold off until next episode of this story. I, I, I want to break down this Russell Wilson situation. I'm not here to be a Russell Wilson apologist. But I am here to kind of give context for why things can kind of go wrong sometimes in an athlete's life. Um, I have some other things that are happening in, 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 in the realm of what we're doing here unfiltered with Jesse Holly, so it doesn't give me the time that I need to really dive into this. So I'm going to put that, we're going to put a pin in that Russell Wilson. Just come back. You got to come back now because you have to hear the Russell Wilson story. You got to come back. But that's the show that I have for you guys today. I appreciate the love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, subscribe, comment. Mr. Fourth and Long across the board. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Fanatic Views. Like, go watch it. Apple, Spotify, unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Let this be a part of your day. Let this be a part of your life. I'm not a transplant. I'm just trying to get a little bit of money to get me some oodles and noodles. Help me. No, I, I, just, I just like talking to you guys. You guys, you're my outlet. You're my therapy. So I get a chance to talk to all of you guys. But I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for joining me. Come back now. Don't stay away too long. Remember, make sure that your feet and your faith are lined up. Don't, 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 don't have crazy faith and still feet. Don't be calling on, asking for things, and your feet ain't going to move. Move. Move and watch those blessings begin to find you. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours because it's your life. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out!